Season 1, Episode 2. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Technically Speaking podcast, the podcast where technology and ministry meet. I am your host, Jack Dodgen, and I want to start off this episode by thanking all of those people who uh, listened to the first one. It finally got out there, and it's because of that one and just doing it that uh, here we are with now a second episode, and um, I was looking forward to it. I mean, there's there are a lot of things I have written down that I want to talk about, some things that uh, you know, will be more relevant to you. Uh, some of the topics will be general kind of online stuff, but some of the subjects I have are going to be a little deeper. Uh, they're going to be a little more, I guess, internet meta sort of stuff, uh, by which I mean kind of the culture surrounding the internet, uh, some of the inner workings of things that go on. Uh, instead of just talking about blogging, for example, which I will do, uh, in, in the future, instead of just talking about blogging and kind of the ins and outs of those things, uh, talking about why it's effective, when it's effective, and those types of things. Today is kind of the latter of all that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the background of some of the stuff that's going on online, why some things uh, succeed, why other things fail, and what we can do uh, those of us that are trying to have a ministry of some sort, uh, albeit uh, you know big or small, these are important things to know, important principles to keep in mind. And what I want to focus on specifically today is this uh, the the ever changing landscape of the internet. Uh, just this past Monday, uh, no, it was Tuesday. Uh, I tuned into YouTube. There's a channel I, I'm not subscribed to it, uh, but it's one that on and off again, I guess since 2012 was when it started. I've kind of been in and out uh, watching it. I would go in, watch a few of their videos, but I, I didn't want to subscribe. A lot of the things they did, some of the skits and stuff, I didn't want on my newsfeed. but then there were some of the things, uh, they did news reports as well. I liked their take on those, so I tuned in to see their thoughts, but I didn't want to uh, subscribe and have some things in my feed that I didn't want to see uh, or something like that. But I, I, I checked I checked on them uh, fairly frequently, watched them quite a bit, and I started to increase that a little bit over this past year uh, as more news stuff was coming out, as I became more interested in news and talked about it. You know, I, I do a podcast called The Trend, and a lot of that is dealing with, well, it's the whole podcast is dealing with current issues, which unfortunately is constantly politics these days. Uh, but that became a relevant uh, YouTube channel for me to pay attention to. Well, it was this past Tuesday, uh, I got on and they uploaded a video where they said, you know, this is our last week. The channel is shutting down. And they explained that uh, the person who originally started the channel, he just kind of started it and got it running, put other people in charge, and he backed away as the years went on. This was in 2012. Well, here we are, 2017, and it's owned by uh, Discovery, who has a subsection of their network that works on online videos uh, called uh, Group 9. Well, this particular 
station, Group 9, um, has the rights to a lot of other channels and things like that. Well, they decided uh, that this particular YouTube channel that I was going to, that it wasn't really what they wanted to do. It's not the vision they had for the company, and so they just decided we're going to cancel it. That's a horrible thing for a lot of those people working there because the people on this channel now have to find a job. They were given a week's notice, uh, really just kind of a bad deal all around. Uh, But there were a million people subscribed to this channel uh, over the course of... Uh, of five years, 2012 to 2017. Over the course of that time, they had over a million subscribers. Uh, They had seen the most growth in the last few months of this year. Uh, They had really seen a spike in interest, something they hadn't seen since uh, the beginnings of 2012. Uh, But here they are now. This is their final week. Uh, They're uploading some final things, sharing memories, stuff like that, but then they're gone. Uh, And that just reminded me of the ever-changing nature of the internet. There are things that come and go all the time uh, on online. Uh, just this past year, Vine, uh, a popular app that launched the careers of a lot of people who uh, could do these funny short videos, well, they spun that off into various comedy sketches or into a YouTube account or into other platforms like Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Vine closed down. Uh, They couldn't keep up with the competing market. Facebook and Instagram said, well, we can do those videos too. And they just pushed Vine out of the the internet space. Nobody wanted to go there anymore. They weren't being that profitable anymore. And so they're gone. And you can probably think of other websites or other uh, apps that used to be but are no longer. You know, I... I think of MySpace, that's probably the classic example. That was the big thing before Facebook. Well, here we are now. MySpace still exists, but it is not anywhere what it was before. Uh, It's a completely different style of website now. Uh, Its purpose is different, but it was a social networking site, as is Facebook. Uh, But Facebook was able to change and adapt, and it still exists. It's still very relevant whereas MySpace is gone. You think about things like uh, Angry Birds, which uh, was super hugely popular. Uh, They just had a TV show based off the game. There are loads of games, all kinds of merchandise and all that. Nobody really cares about it anymore. Uh, Nobody's really cared about it for the last year or so, uh, even though they've still been trying to merchandise some things. It's the greatest thing ever, and then it's gone. Periscope is a great example of this too. Last year, uh, Periscope is popping up all over the place. Everybody's using their phones to take live video wherever they are. You can join uh, in the chat and see and, and watch your friends as they do live feed stuff. Very accessible. And it was like here and gone over the course of three months. It was incredible. Uh, I remember sitting there going, I wish I had a better phone so that I could do these things and how, how can I use this for ministry? And then it was gone. Never to exist again, I guess. Uh, Periscope is just kind of in and out. You may not even know what I'm talking about. I mean, it spent such a short amount of time online uh, that it was just here for everyone and then gone. Uh, things like Facebook Live uh, have now replaced it and taken that up and uh, such is such is life. Uh, that's how that works on the internet. You have to adapt or you're going to be destroyed. Uh, the reason why Vine was gone was because Instagram said, well, we can, in, we can introduce these uh, short videos on our platform. 
And since people already have Instagram, well, why have Instagram and Vine when I can just have Instagram and really have both? And so Vine started to drop off. We're seeing the same thing now with Snapchat. Uh, The stocks in Snapchat are kind of fluctuating up and down quite a bit, but a lot of that has to do with uh, what Instagram just rolled out. Uh, this Instagram stories thing where Snapchat, you could have these stories and and share those things. And it was real cool and neat and everything. But then Instagram said, well, we're going to do something like that too. And since people already have Instagram, why do you need both? If Instagram can do what this does and more, I'll just take Instagram instead. Uh, It's no coincidence that Instagram's owned by uh, Mark Zuckerberg, creator of Facebook, Uh, That's why Facebook has existed as long as it has. I remember pieces of flair and being able to poke people on Facebook and all kinds of other weird uh, things that you could do. It's a completely different website. It's gone through different makeovers. It's gone through different uh, uh, iterations of itself. And that's why it still exists today because he knows you have to change online or you're going to be destroyed. Uh, in regards to ministry online, I've got two two things to think about uh, in regards to the, the ever-changing landscape of the internet. The first is this. You need to diversify. There is a reason over the last year, couple years, uh, that my friend and I, uh, Chris, who is involved, uh, who I'm involved with, he, he created Strong Church. I was there early, but he's the creator of Strong Church, there's a reason that we're not just writing articles anymore. Uh, We do still write articles, but we have now, uh, with this one, four different podcasts that are going up uh, on a regular basis. There's a reason that we've added that. Uh, We're working on getting back into videos. There's a reason for that. Not everybody likes blogging. Not everybody likes podcasts. Not everybody likes video, but we can appeal to different audiences by doing those things. Not everybody cares about uh, little posts on Facebook, but that's still something we can do to kind of help uh, drive traffic. We're, we're diversifying uh, the things that we're doing uh, so that Strong Church can have a greater reach so that it doesn't become irrelevant because it invested all of its, you know, put all of its eggs in one basket here. That same thing is true of, of you. Uh, that's not to say you need to, and I understand this, there are going to be some people, I think most of the people I'm talking to, All they want to do online is a little bit, maybe Facebook updates, maybe they start a blog, uh, but they don't really see the need to do anything else. I would encourage you uh, to find something that that works, and if you really want to be involved in this online stuff, don't put all of your eggs in one basket necessarily. Um, I know of people who do podcasts, and then their article the following week is a written form of the podcast they did the week before. Now, they're they're not doubling up on their work necessarily. It's the same material, just two different forms, uh, but they are providing new content, and they are hitting audiences that, uh, you know, they're hitting a blogging audience that doesn't care about their podcast. They're hitting a podcast audience that doesn't care about their blogs, uh, and so they're diversifying in that way. Uh, this also includes social media, you know, don't just say I'm going to completely invest in Facebook. Uh, right now, I am involved in a committee in Oklahoma putting a youth conference together here. And one of the things we decided this year is what are we going to do online to promote this thing? And that's 
one of the areas where I was kind of slotted in and put in charge. And I determined, because uh, we talked about it, they said, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what do we want to do? Uh, and I determined we should be on Facebook this year and we can add another as we go along. Now, uh, we can talk about why I chose what I chose uh, and why we're why I chose what we're going to go do it next year, uh, maybe in a different episode. But the, the point of all that is to say, uh, you know, we needed to know, okay, what is what is the purpose and uh, what we're trying to do? What audience are we hitting? Uh, we don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket necessarily. I, I, I told the group, because they threw out, okay, well, we need to be on Twitter, we need to be on Facebook, we need to be on Instagram. I said, for one thing, that's a lot of work uh, to update those three things. But I, I responded with, I think we should just be on Facebook this year. So the reason for that is, the kids that go to the youth conference, they're going to go. If we do it well, they're going to have a good time. They're going to learn a lot. They're going to be talking about it. By the time the conference rolls around the next year, they're going to go, oh, I remember that conference. That was great. I want to go back. What we have to do this year, the first year, is get in touch with the ministers of those kids and say, here's what we're doing. Here's who we're having. We want you to be a part of this. We have to sell the ministers on it. They have to believe in this or they're not going to bring their children. Uh, and so I said, well, I want to go to Facebook because I don't really care about reaching the kids uh, this year. And, and most of the kids are not on Facebook anymore. Uh, they've left to go other places because, because you followed them there. Uh, if you are a parent, the reason your child's not on Facebook is because you're on Facebook and they've gone somewhere else. Uh, or the reason they're not on Facebook is because you've kept them off from having an account there. And if so, uh, well done. Uh, pretty difficult in this day and age, but good for you. Uh, but, but that was my, my purpose. Now, next year, I want to diversify. Uh, I don't think Twitter is going to be very effective for us. So I said, we don't need that. We're not going to do it. Uh, but I do think Instagram is good because we'll have photos of the previous conference. We'll have other images we can share. And then we can be in the minds of the kids throughout the year saying, didn't you enjoy this? Here's what we're doing this year. Be excited. Why I, men I mentioned all that to say this. It's good to diversify because things change. One of these days, Facebook is going to be gone. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. It's been such a big part of my life uh, as a 25-year-old. It's been a, I mean, I've had Facebook forever. Uh, and it's, it, it's been around for a long time. It will be gone eventually. Uh, YouTube will be gone eventually. Now, they are changing and adapting and working, but something will give. I mean, this is how things work. And maybe they won't cease to exist completely, but they will drastically change as the years go on. If Facebook is still around in five years, it's not going to be the same as it is right now uh, in March of 2017. And so diversify. Uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. The, the people from Vine who are now without Vine, the smart ones, uh, they have a Twitter account where all of their followers are at. Seeing them, they're staying in the public conscious, uh, the public consciousness being there on Twitter and driving people to Twitter. They have websites uh, where they put stuff. They have Instagrams where they upload videos now instead of Vine. Uh, they have YouTube channels with millions of subscribers because while they had Vine, they said, I have to do something with this. Uh, and they drove to those markets. Some did not do that, and now they have nothing. Uh, they have memories of the last few years and some funny videos they did, but they didn't spin it into anything else because they stayed in one place 
and you just can't do that online. So consider that when you think about, do I want to blog? Do I want to uh, do Facebook only? Do I want to do podcast type stuff? Find ways uh, to diversify at least a little bit. That doesn't mean do extra work, uh, but spread your content out a little bit so that in the event that something goes under, if blogging starts to tank, that's okay because you have an audience on podcasting uh, and they'll follow you there. So that's the, that's the first tip is in the ever-changing landscape of the internet, diversify. Uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Be okay with being involved in various things online. Uh, and the second is this, and it's really kind of a two-parter that I'll try to keep short for the sake of the podcast here. Don't be afraid to jump on to something new online And the flip side of that is don't be afraid to jump off of something that's no longer effective. Anytime somebody asks me this question about uh, blogging uh, and social media and how how useful is it, I can point to numbers and say this is what we're seeing uh, as a result of blogging. This is what happens. I know how many people read my articles. I know uh, for the most part where it's shared, what people like to read, that kind of stuff. Uh, and as and this is my response. I don't blog just because I like writing. I do like writing, but I don't do it because I like writing and just put it out there and see what happens. I blog about gospel things because blogging is effective. And when it stops being effective, I'm going to go on to something else. Uh, that's how I feel. That's how I've felt about online stuff for a long time. Uh, that's how I'll feel about the internet. Uh, if... And I don't think the internet's going anywhere, um, but it will, again, change over time. Uh, But if it ever becomes ineffective to use the internet as a resource to try and reach people with the gospel, I'm gone. I'm going to go do the thing that's most worth my time. Uh, And for a long time, I, I knew people that in the earlier days of the internet, you had chat rooms and forums and things. There were people who brought others to Christ through those. They engaged in those chat rooms taught people the Bible, got them connected to a local church. That was great. That's still happening a little bit. Like People are still using the chat room stuff. It is nowhere near as effective because people are less in chat rooms these days. They're on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And so that's where I want to be. Um, those are people who have decided, I'm not going to change. I'm just going to keep doing the forum stuff. Well, it just doesn't work like it used to. One of these days, social media uh, isn't going to be as as effective as it is now. Uh, and so you have to be willing to jump off, move on to something else when it comes around. This is the flip side, and this is where things get uh, scary for a lot of people. We can't afford to wait on the internet world Uh, for something to kind of rise in popularity and then say, okay, uh, I'm going to jump on that now. Uh, There are probably things you can mention uh, or or think of that your church, they saw other churches around them doing for the last five years, seven years, and then they decided, you know what? We can do something like that. Uh, And by the time they've started it, it's no longer effective. And those churches that they're copying, that they got the idea from, they're moving on to new things that are effective. And they drop the old thing because it's no longer effective. And yet here we are doing this old and effective thing uh, and not really reaching anybody at all. We don't have the time to wait around and do that when it comes to online stuff. Periscope, 
you were either on it or off of it. There was no time to wait and see, well, we'll see if Periscope takes off. Now, when you start hearing things like this be mentioned, go look into it, go study it and go, you know, I do have, uh, I have a phone that's capable of taking Periscopes. I think that I could put out, you know, something like a weekly two minute devotional. Maybe I'll start doing that. Don't wait until it uh, blows up or until it's been around for a year and then say, you know what, I think I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, now, there is, that's a general rule. Uh, if somebody is if somebody's not doing a ministry through blogging right now and maybe you want to start, uh, you know, the, the first best time was uh, many years ago, but the next best, best time is right now. That being said, you're going to be fighting a large battle. Uh, a lot of blogging when it first came out, it was cool and unique because anybody could write. Now, so many people have put their, you know, put their name in this whole thing and said, I'm going to be a blogger now that there are millions of bloggers. And so the sites that are rising to the top are these sites that are working together with loads of writers, uh, putting out tons of content that you as a single writer just can't match. Uh, And so you're going to be starting uh, way behind at this point. That's okay. You know, I'm, I'm not telling you not to try in the first place. But don't make that same mistake with stuff coming up in the future. Facebook Live is still in its infancy, but it's starting to gain traction. Don't wait a year from now to say, okay, how can we use this Facebook Live stuff? Start asking that question right now and go, okay, what can our church do or what can I as a minister, uh, what can I do to utilize this new innovative technology uh, to spread the gospel? If you aren't asking these questions now and you wait until later, it's going to be too late. Uh, It'll either still be around, but you'll be buried because so many other people have already got a foothold in it, or it'll be gone and you wasted some time that you could have had uh, to reach some people. You can't be afraid uh, when something new comes up to jump on to at least learn about it. That's not to say that every new little innovation that pops up is something that's going to be great and effective. Uh, Going back to Periscope is the example. It only had really a few months that I saw it. It, it. it spiked and then it completely dropped down and was gone forever. And then you have examples like Facebook. The people who were on at the beginning of Facebook, the people that were on at the beginning of YouTube. I mean, there are some YouTubers right now who have been on there for uh, 10 years. I mean, YouTube's been around a little over 10 years. People have been on there from the beginning that have an incredible foothold. And it's not that new guys don't rise up all the time. They do. But these guys who have been around forever, their voices are heard. People know who they are because they they were there from the very beginning of this thing. That needs to be the church. If we want to use, uh, and if we want to use social media and the internet and the various things online as an effective tool to reach people, It's not dependent on the internet. The internet is an effective tool. It's dependent on us. Are we actually going to do it or are we just going to sit and wait and and not do anything, just come up with ideas or kick the idea around but never really do it ourselves? There are a great number of tools out there, podcasting, writing, uh, video, so many things out there that the church can do. But if we just sit around and we're too afraid to jump on, we don't get into actually making those things happen, the internet's going to pass us by, uh, and all of these other places 
uh, are going to innovate and create and do new things, and the gospel will be nowhere to be found on the internet. I don't know about you, but I really don't like that idea. I want God's word, his message of salvation to be prominent in every place. And that requires us, at least in the online landscape, to not be afraid and to jump in when something is is coming up, something that could be effective, to let go of the things that are no longer effective, and to diversify and be involved in many things so that we can always keep charging forward and not have to play catch-up in the ever-changing landscape of the Internet. That is the show for today. Uh, a little longer than I wanted it to be, but I think I did better than last time on that. Uh, just a cute, just a couple things. I wanted to say a few, and then I ended up saying Q. Uh, just a couple things before we close here. I encourage you to go check out starttofinish.org. Uh, and in particular, Strong Church, which is the section of that website that I'm involved with. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier in the show that there are multiple podcasts going up uh, about popular culture, about things that are trending within our culture, and also got a podcast about uh, pornography addiction and helping people out of those things. Loads of podcasts, loads of writing as well, Bible study to cultural uh, things happening and kind of a Christian's take on those. So I encourage you to check out starttofinish.org and Strong Church, as well as all those podcasts. You can reach me at jdaviddodgen at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about this uh, this show, what you would like for me to talk about in the realm of social media and internet. Uh, and let me know if you want some things that are more practical, if you like this kind of stuff that's more background about the internet. I'm happy to do whatever people listen to. Uh, I'm just here to try to get the message out, and I want to do that the most effective way possible. That's been the show, Technically Speaking, and I'll see you next time. Bye.